Wild Rock Vlogs, the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And to the show, we're talking about the new LVR restrictions. Yes, the Reserve Bank has recently changed, or is about to change, I should say, the amount of deposit that you need as a property investor to purchase a new rental property. Now, this is only going to impact people purchasing existing properties, not new builds. But what is the change, Andrew? So the change is that if you're an investor and you are buying an existing property as a rental property, the deposit that you require right now is 40%, and that is going to reduce to, or it's proposed to reduce to 35%. Now, the other part to this is that the banks have a threshold, it's 10% of their mortgage book now, that they're allowed to go outside of these LVR restrictions. So they're allowed to have 10% of their book that doesn't comply with the rules unless there's an exemption because it's a new build. That's just for owner-occupiers. It's 5% for investors. Oh, sorry, yeah. But now that's going to change to 15% for owner-occupiers. So there's a small win there if you're an owner-occupier, but there's a much bigger win if you're an investor buying an existing property. Or, actually, one thing I'll just say there before is that it will still help you if you're buying a new build, but you have existing rental properties that you're using as leverage to do that. So just to put that into context, let's say you want to buy a million dollar house now and it's an existing property. Right now, you would need a $400,000 deposit if you want to purchase it as a rental property. Under the new rules, that's going to decrease to $350,000. So the deposit you would need in that circumstance would be 50k less or you'll get a 50k benefit under the new rules. So you can borrow a little bit more. Now you might think, well, there's actually not that much of a difference. Is this going to impact the property market? And the answer is yes, and I want to tell you the reason why. If you are purchasing properties, rental properties, as a person who is already a property investor, you've already got some rental properties, if you're borrowing the deposit against your existing rental properties, you get two bites of the cherry. You get two benefits from this change. Because firstly, you are able to borrow more against the existing investments you already own. But on top of that, the deposit that you get from those properties goes further as well. So the first major difference is you potentially have more deposit now. And I'm about to show you a case study of this. But the second benefit is that that deposit that you have also goes further. So let's say that you owned a million dollar property and you had a 400k mortgage against that. And I'm sharing my screen for everybody on YouTube so you can see this. For anybody listening to the podcast, I'll just explain what we've got in front of us. So million dollar investment property, 400k mortgage. Right now, you would have a 60% LVR. What that effectively means is you can borrow an extra $200,000 against that property. If you take that same situation, million dollar property, 400k mortgage, under the new rules, you wouldn't have a $200,000 deposit within that property. You could actually borrow $250,000 now against that property extra. So rather than borrowing against that property and getting a 200k deposit out, now you've got 250k. That's the first benefit. The second benefit is what you can do with that deposit. So under the current rules, you take your 200k deposit that you've borrowed from the rental property, and with the 40% deposit requirement, you can buy a property up to $500,000. So that's under the current rules. But under the new rules, you've got a $250,000 deposit. Your deposit required is 5% lower, 35%. That means that you are able to buy a property worth 700 
and $14,000. So the amount that you can buy has gone up by $214,000 in this specific situation. So even though the change is 5%, it's actually been, what, is that 40% difference in terms of purchasing power? It'd be slightly over in this specific instance. It depends on how large your mortgage is, what sort of property you've got. But this is really going to help investors who are tight on deposit and already have an investment property already or a couple and have probably owned them for a while so they're in this kind of low mortgage, good-sized value on that property. But even though it sounds small, my point is that some property investors who couldn't buy before will now find themselves in the position where they are actually able to buy. And even though it sounds like it doesn't make a bit of a change, for some investors, it absolutely will. There was one other big change in the press release from the Reserve Bank. What was that? Yeah, so I'm going to read you a quote from the Deputy Governor of the Reserve Bank, Christian Hawksby, who said, National house prices have fallen towards a level that is more consistent with medium-term fundamentals. Now, that might sound a bit nerdy, and it probably is, but what he said really matters because... Only last year, the Reserve Bank was talking about how house prices were at an unsustainably high level. And so, in their mind, they were too expensive. Now, I know that people will be thinking, houses are still expensive. Yes, they are. They'll always be expensive. They're a high-value asset, so they are going to be expensive. And in fact, every time we put a post on Instagram or the social media, which talks about you know prices, someone will make a comment along the lines of, oh, house prices are sure to fall another 20%. It's guaranteed. Well, it's really interesting because the sentiment here from the Reserve Bank is that actually now prices are more in line where they would expect them to be. Now, when he's talking about they're aligned with their medium-term fundamentals, what sort of things do you think they're referencing there? What are medium-term fundamentals? Uh, It'd be something like debt-to-income ratios, affordability from a cash flow standpoint, not from a, you know, it's a million-dollar house. Not about that. It's about how affordable they are to buy for people. I don't think they'd be looking at rental cash flows, but certainly... No, not rental cash flows. I'm talking about your ability to buy one and service the mortgage as an owner-occupier. Ah, uh, yeah, that, I agree yeah. with you on that point. And definitely the debt-to-income ratios. Not that point. I was right the first time. You just misunderstood. I didn't misunderstand. You didn't articulate yourself correctly or clearly enough. And so I'm just making sure that it's clarified for all the listeners at home so they don't sit there thinking, what is Andrew Nichols saying? He's clearly wrong, just like I do. Oh, well, hopefully they've got their listening ears on, unlike you. (laughs) The last thing that I think they'd be looking at as well in terms of medium-term fundamentals is where house prices are compared to their trend. Of course, house prices tend to go up, but during COVID they went up by a significant amount, and so they went up much higher than you or I might expect them to go if you're just looking at the trend line. So now that prices have come back, those are the kind of medium-term fundamentals that we're looking at. The other thing that I've been thinking about is, well, what is the impact going to be on the overall property market and who is this going to impact? It is definitely going to impact investors more than owner-occupiers. And I'll tell you the reason why. If you look at the size of the market, that is made up by investors who have mortgages. Depending on the quarter, it's about a quarter of the market, about 25%. So 25% of properties bought are by investors who have a mortgage. So the fact that the LVR restrictions are changing, that is going to impact a significant number of investors at a large proportion of the property market. But if you think about the change for owner-occupiers, letting 
five percentage points more of owner-occupiers borrow at higher deposits. So an extra couple of people purchasing with less than a 20% deposit, it's actually not going to impact that many people because it's another 5% of owner-occupiers. Owner-occupiers make up about 60% of the property market. So what's 5% of 60%? It's probably going to let another three percentage points of buyers actually borrow at lower deposits. So the investor changes impact a quarter of the market. The owner-occupier changes maybe impact 3% of the market. The other part to that is the banks are allowed to use that percentage discretion at their discretion. So it could well be that they actually don't approve anymore. They might not have criteria that they allow them based on their UMIs or something like that to figure out, okay, well, someone can afford a higher level of debt. They might not actually approve them. Yeah, and of course, UMI is uncommitted monthly income, which is a, a measure of how much money do you have left over once the bank approves your mortgage. Now, on that point, Andrew, it's very important to note that historically, the banks have not lent as much at lower deposits as they were allowed to. And for everybody on YouTube, I'm going to show you this graph, though I'll describe it for everybody on the podcast. So before November 2021, Banks could lend up to 20%. 20% of their loan book could be to low deposit borrowers. But Andrew, what do we see? Did they ever do that? Nowhere near it. Nowhere near. At the peak, which was July 2020, so directly after we're coming out of the COVID lockdown, they got to 15%. And ever since there, they've been down around that 10 percentage point mark. And in fact, you know, back in 2017, they were allowed that that low deposit lending could be 20% of their book. It was actually only about 7 to 8% of their book. So we've actually seen that even though they could lend more at lower deposits, they never took the full opportunity. And that could be because low deposit borrowers just didn't have the income. They didn't have enough of the applications or they just were being conservative and didn't want that much borrowing at that low deposit levels. If you look at today, we're actually above the limit. So 10% is the limit. But in January this year, it was actually sitting at 12.5%. And I expect the reason for that is not that the banks are lending out more than they're allowed to. I think it's probably that we've got some exemptions in there. So some new builds at lower deposits, which haven't been taken out of the data. The Reserve Bank doesn't publicly report that. So my key point here, though, is that even though that speed limit might be rising, 15% compared to 10% of their book can be at low deposits, I wouldn't expect that much change from the banks. I don't think they're going to be going out and lending at really low deposits anymore because historically they haven't taken the full opportunity that was afforded to them. Do you think another part to this might be that because values have come down, now you've got more people that are at a higher percentage by default? Uh, you might have that in terms of why they are very close to the limit now. But even if we look at directly after that change came in at the start of 2022, they massively ramped down how much low deposit borrowing they were doing to about 6.2% at its worst in March 2022. Maybe they're just coming back up. And of course, they don't have to stay within that limit every single month. I believe it's on a rolling quarterly basis, so I may have that wrong. Now, Andrew, one important question is when do these come in? When does the change happen? So I think they're talking about this. It's in consultation at the moment. I think they're talking about this being in place by June. I expect it'll be around about June, but it is important to note that the rules aren't in place yet. They do need to go in away and talk to the banks. But you know what? The banks are really struggling for market share at the moment because fewer people are buying houses. About 33% drop we've seen in house sales over the last couple of years. And because we're seeing house sales and house prices decline, that means there's not as much mortgage lending going on. 
So of course, I would expect the banks would be very keen to be able to lend to some more people, bring more people into the market so a few more mortgages are getting written. And last question, Andrew, a lot of people will be thinking, well, what does this mean for house prices and a potential house price recovery? I don't think it's going to have much of an effect at all. I mean, it's going to have some effect for some borrowers, but people have to have gone out and maxed themselves out to actually get full advantage. I don't think it's going to do much for the recovery of house prices. I think you'll only see some at the margin, at the very margin. I think of the two things that came out of the press release, firstly was the change in LVR rules. The second was Christian Hawksby's commentary around house prices being more aligned with their medium-term fundamentals, I think that second part, the language, is what's going to enable the recovery or the fact that we are now at the point where even some of the more conservative economists are saying, well, you know, house prices back at medium-term fundamentals. The fact that we're there, that's what's going to help the recovery, probably more than the LVR restrictions, though, of course, it won't harm it. But I tell you what, if you've got a friend who you think, hey, they might be able to borrow now, this is quite interesting, One of the best ways you can help grow this property investment community is by sharing this podcast with a friend. That not only gives them some good information, but also helps to grow the show and this community. We're going to wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most of using the property market. Until next time, 